Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting. And my guest today is Diana Mulhall, Assistant VP of Digital and Content Marketing at FinLocker, a fintech company whose financial fitness app prepares consumers for a mortgage and for home ownership. Diana, hello. It is great to see you again. Thanks for coming on the show. It's great to be here, Jeremy. So let's get right into it. As I understand it, most end users of your platform are first-time home buyers that are preparing to get a mortgage. So those are the end users, but in your marketing, you're focusing on mortgage lenders, banks, credit counseling companies, and related types of businesses who work with your end users and who make your platform available to them. And when we spoke a few weeks back, you said that by far your strongest marketing channel is LinkedIn. Now, I use LinkedIn a lot. Uh, I think a lot of the listeners to, to this podcast use LinkedIn. So I'm, gr- I'm really glad that we're talking about this. What's your main strategy for using LinkedIn as a marketing channel? Okay. Well, LinkedIn has traditionally been a B2B marketing channel where you can network with other professionals in your industry, exchange ideas and business insights. Even though that has begun to change slightly over the past year or two, that aspect of the platform is still there. And it's what I most enjoy about the platform. The decision makers at Finlocker's target companies still use that um, LinkedIn as their way to make business connections. And therefore, it's important for Finlocker to be there too. In developing a content strategy, I view LinkedIn as a way for Finlocker to increase our brand awareness and provide thought leadership. Brand awareness is not just blatantly promoting the benefits of the FinLocker platform. It's also letting our target market know that FinLocker understands your business problems and how the FinLocker app can solve them for you and your consumers. For example, the mortgage market has had a high percentage of refinances over the past few years, more than purchase mortgages. Purchase loans, especially for first-time homebuyers, are much more time-consuming for mortgage lenders and originators to take from being a prospect to a closed loan as each of the consumers enters their pipeline at all different stages of mortgage readiness. Some say consumers, some consumers may not know what it really takes to get eligible for a mortgage. All they know is that they just want to buy a home. Therefore, one type of content we create for LinkedIn notifies our market how the FinLocker app can help their consumers overcome the common barriers that prevent them from getting a mortgage. The FinLocker app provides practical tools for the consumer to build their credit, manage their money so they can budget and save for a down payment and pay down their debt to lower their debt to income ratio. And at the same time, educate them on the mortgage process and home ownership. These are significant time-saving benefits for mortgage originators. The executives at these companies know it's advantageous because their originators can now manage a larger sales pipeline. And it's beneficial for their consumers or borrowers because the FinLocker app can improve their mortgage eligibility so that they can be in a better financial position to be offered better terms for their mortgage. So it's a win for everyone. Another aspect of FinLocker's LinkedIn strategy is thought leadership. FinLocker has a knowledgeable and experienced leadership team who joined the company with like 20 plus years of mortgage and finance industry experience. In sharing their insights on topics such as consumer permission data, 
improving access to credit for low to moderate income Americans and increasing the opportunities for minorities to become homeowners. We're promoting our company values, the features and benefits of the FinLocker app and the proprietary technology that powers the platform. I also post content on mortgage and home ownership from reputable industry organizations and company that further support our thought leadership topics. And then I also don't forget the consumers, the people who do use the FinLocker Mm -hmm. app. At the end of the day, we're all consumers and there's a high population of LinkedIn users who are first time home buyers and homeowners. For example, every Tuesday, I post the definition of a mortgage term to educate everyone who could be buying a home, but it also reinforces that FinLocker provides financial education. I encourage mortgage lenders and originators to share our posts with their borrowers to educate them on the mortgage process. Another example is that September is National College Savings Month. So I wrote thought leadership style posts for LinkedIn on this topic, as opposed to more consumer posts on other marketing social channels. Businesses can see how FinLocker can help their consumers with student loan debt prepare for a mortgage, but also those home buyers on LinkedIn, I'm educating them on how to get a mortgage if they've got student loans. So, So when you post some content on LinkedIn and you get some engagement, with people and businesses that you're trying to connect with. What's your next step? Our next step, I often, you know, will acknowledge their posts. We also, you know, use their, you know, write down who is actually connecting with us. We've got a target list of companies that we are using and trying to promote too. But -hmm. also it's generally just getting our wares out there. I use HubSpot to um, do our analytics. It's also our social channel for posting, but we also do promote and post directly through LinkedIn. You can't like tag a company through HubSpot. So some of those posts we actually do have to post directly into LinkedIn. So I know like LinkedIn can be just like any social channel can be a little tricky in terms of striking that balance between engaging and connecting and self-promotion right? Self-promotion generally on LinkedIn is sort of discouraged where connection and, and, and connection is encouraged, right? So for example, if you post content on LinkedIn and you get some engagement, including say someone from a company that you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a company we're interested in. We want to work with them. You're you're not probably not just going to follow up by immediately like pinging that person and being like, hey, do you want to talk with us? Do you want a meeting? Right. That would be a little too aggressive. How do you nurture that relationship once you see that? Ah, okay, someone at that account is engaging with us. Do you reach out to them? Do you like how do you how do you nurture that relationship so that over time it might develop into working with them? Right. Well, that's just one of the things. I mean, you know, we all get social sales pitches into our inboxes on LinkedIn on a daily occurrence. And I think, you know, people who even doing it know they probably shouldn't be doing it. However, LinkedIn, you can really get to know someone, what someone personally is interested in, as well as professionally um, interested, as well as their company's business problems. If you actually, you can mine LinkedIn for that. You can create a profile of your target companies so that 
you can actually tailor a pitch, spend the time, customize a pitch to them that incorporates all this information that you know about. So you can, as I was saying before, you can, you know, really just say, okay, we understand your business problem. Here is how our product and service can solve your business problem. Okay. So I know like, so that sounds like, for example, you might see someone commenting on something that you post and then you can check that person out through their profile and other stuff they've posted, get a sense of what they really care about. And then maybe follow up, not with a pitch, but Hey, I saw Thanks for commenting on our post. Here's some more information you might be interested in. Here's another article that we thought you might enjoy stuff like that, just to like build that relationship. Am I on the right track? Also, but just even personally, you know, take some time to get to know them. There's a lot of, Mm -hmm. you know, LinkedIn groups that are not just business groups as well. You know, I follow a Formula One group, enthusiasts Mm. of Formula One on LinkedIn. You know, it's nice just to have those people, you know, internationally for me to connect with. You know, people might have a particular sports they like, some art, you know, see what they also personally like as well to have that additional connection with them. Yeah, definitely. Now, how much time and energy do you guys spend posting on uh, commenting on other people's posts? Personally, I spend about, you know, on average 45 minutes a day on LinkedIn. I, you know, first thing in the morning over a cup of tea during lunch. And then as I'm on the East Coast early evening, I look at the Finlocker page directly on LinkedIn and then also go through HubSpot for our analytics to see you know, additional people who we may have, you know, not noticed that have commented or liked or something. And we also use HubSpot to, you know, schedule our posts too. So we get those Mm -hmm. additional insights. While I'm going through my feed and I also note individuals or companies to share with our executives so that they Mm -hmm. can comment too. I don't write their posts. I just make them aware that, hey, this person or company has posted something and, you know, might be relevant for you to comment too. Okay. So what's something that you guys have learned about using LinkedIn over the years that you, that you no longer do? Like, what, what have you learned about what not to do? We've actually, I, well, I came to Finlocker last year and, you know, so I've already had many years of experience doing social media and I've also, you know, sales pitches being in the marketing department, I have worked at other companies that really do have a sales department. And getting back to, you, you just shouldn't do blatant sales pitches. And even though, you know, and also as a marketing person, you know, I've been at companies where I've had to provide the actual post to the salespeople to post. And it's funny that they'll often post all on the one day, a whole schedule of posts that mm. you have given them to last them a week or two. And uh, so I've learned to sort of, you know, when you're in that position, if you are for a marketing company, you know, write, just spend the time to write individual kind of comments to them and kind of schedule your emails to them so that, yes, they won't all just knock it out on one day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, for me personally, one thing that I found that seems to work well on LinkedIn, and this certainly isn't an original insight with me, I think it's kind of well known, but the more personalized your messaging is when you're trying to connect with someone, the better. I think people can tell if they're just getting a kind of generic, you know, hey, let's connect, 
or I looked at your profile. I thought you'd be interested in X. It's, it's pretty transparent, you know, that over time, really getting to know people and connecting means doing it kind of one at a time and really responding to specific things they're saying and personalizing it as much as possible. Have you found something similar? Yes, yes. That's what I was saying before about, you know, spending time getting to know each of your target people. You know, I don't, you know, we have a long lead time at FinLocker. So, you know, we can do that. You know, I know some people, you know, they work for companies that have got a much shorter lead time for their product or service. But at at the end of the day, we've all got target companies we'd like to, you know, be using our product or service. And just spending that time getting to know people. And it becomes second nature once you're doing it after a while. I look at my feed for other certain things. But if you're in a more sales role, yes, you, you just sort of, you know, get into a flow of what to look for. Yeah, definitely. So what would be your advice to a marketing team that's just getting started on LinkedIn, mapping out their strategy? Where do you begin? Okay, well, this is advice from, you know, someone I've always worked in small marketing teams. So very rarely have I had the luxury of having someone just solely focused on social media too. So this is taken from someone very practical that anyone can, you know, implement. If you're just getting started, first decide what you want to achieve on LinkedIn. If it's like us, brand awareness or thought leadership, write down all of your company messages and look at the various ways you can communicate those messages. Look at, you know, the marketing materials you have. If you do white papers, if you do blogs, you know, pull out something from those white papers or blogs and just focus on that one aspect for your posts. Um, Decide on the relevant hashtags to highlight your different messages and that will resonate with your target audience. Um, To get started, see what hashtags have the high following. You can put those in the search bar of LinkedIn and see what hashtags your market and competitors are using too. Always use an image, graphic or video to attract attention to your posts. People are scrolling through their feeds, so they need a well-designed visual that can reinforce your brand guidelines, but will also grab their attention. When you do that, you'll increase the likelihood of them stopping and reading your full post. And also be careful of the characters. You know, LinkedIn has got added characters a lot over the years, and I've been seeing, because I'm part of content marketing uh, groups, people really do only just want to see that uh, section at the top. You know, if you've got a blog post, don't post the whole blog post there. You know, link to your website. That way you're also generating traffic to your website too. But at least you're getting some eyes and you're not, you know, boring people with the whole blog post. Post testimonials from your business or consumers too. They're the people who use your product or service will help provide that credibility that supports your marketing message. And if you can get a video testimonial, that's it. Join relevant LinkedIn groups. Ask people in your company to post to their peers to those groups too. For example, if you've got um, your business is run on cutting-edge technology, identify people in the IT department who could post on a topic that supports your marketing strategy. They're posting to their peers in the language that, as a marketing person, you may not be writing it. Uh, Get organized by creating a content calendar to schedule your posts. Mm. Uh, I created a content calendar 
in Excel. So it doesn't, you don't need any fancy software. Mm-hmm. I have a column for each of our social channels. I put the outline together the year ahead for the following year. So I'll be doing that, you know, in December of this year for 22. I revise quarterly and then I get granular monthly. And of course, you always leave room for spontaneous news that you want to communicate. Finally, to increase the engagement of your content, look at other high profile people in your company who are on LinkedIn. Uh, It's important that they share your posts with their network. In our company, the president of Finlock, Brian View, is the most active on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. He's been in the mortgage industry for like 25 plus years and has over a thousand connections and 19,000 followers. But if you look at his posts, most of all, you can see he enjoys engaging and communicating Mm. with others in the mortgage, financial and fintech industries on LinkedIn. And you can really see that in the way he engages and by clicking on his activity feed. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, that's that's a lot of really good advice. So thanks for that. And, you know, I would only add that this is a long term play and that you need to be doing this consistently like maybe even every day, right? That just like any social channel, it's not just posting every now and again in a kind of random way, as you mentioned, having a production schedule. And also I've, I've just found for me personally, being patient, sticking with it, even if at first it seems like you're not getting a lot of engagement, but you're planting those seeds. And if you do it in a genuine way over time, really trying to connect with people and offering genuine insights and so on, then over time it works. I, I, I assume you guys have found something similar. Yes, definitely. We are, you know, we do post on LinkedIn every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but also LinkedIn, your messages do live a little longer too, which is nice. Whereas, you know, say Twitter, they would be, you know, you've got to post really multiple times a day to get traction yeah. there. So by, you know, having other people in your company comment on your post, expand it to their network, Putting, getting eyeballs from their network on your post too, it provides that extension that gives post longevity on LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's so much more we could talk about. LinkedIn is, a, is a, an interesting tool, really valuable, and you've offered a lot of great advice. So Diana, thanks for your time and for your insights. Thank you for having me. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.